Hello, everybody. This is Marshall Poe. I'm the editor of the New Books Network. NBN listeners like to read books and buy them. So we thought we'd tell you that right now, our friends at Princeton University Press are having a remarkable site-wide sale. You can get 50% off books, including ebooks and audiobooks, with the code 50, F-I-F-T-Y, at checkout until May 31. You can save some real money on Princeton University Press books. I encourage you to go there and check it out. Hi, and welcome to New Books and Genocide Studies, part of the New Books Network of podcasts. My name is Kelly McFall from Newman University, and I'm the host of the show. Each month or so, I interview an author of a new or recent book in genocide studies. Today, I'm thrilled to welcome Jurgen Mateus to the show. Jurgen is the Director of Applied Research at the Jack, Joseph, and Morton Mandel Center for Advanced Holocaust Studies at the Holocaust Museum in Washington, D.C., and the author or editor of several volumes about the Holocaust. Today, we'll be talking about his book, War, Pacification, and Mass Murder, 1939, The Einsatzgruppen in Poland, which Jürgen edited with Jochen Bühler and Klaus Michael Molman. The book is part of a series of books published by the museum entitled Documenting Life and Destruction, Holocaust Sources in Context. Like the other books in the series, this book includes a wide variety of carefully chosen documents, but... Rather than simply providing a paragraph of introduction to go along with the documents, Jurgen and his colleagues include extensive sections of prose, putting the documents into context, and crafting a broader narrative from them. It's a wonderful book, which sheds light on an important and under-examined moment in the evolution of German actions and policies. I'm thrilled to talking with him about it. And so, with that, Jurgen, thanks for being with us on New Books and Genocide Studies, and welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So why don't we start by just giving you a chance to tell us a little bit about your background and how you became interested in the history of the Holocaust. Well, I'm uh, uh, an historian. I'm German. I'm born in Germany. And I basically owe my place where I am right now to three people. One is Hans Mommsen, who was my professor at Ruhr University in Bochum. I studied with him there. The second person is Conrad Klee, the professor of German studies in Australia, in Australia, um, who supported very much my being there in Australia during my PhD, and then also was the chief historian at the War Crimes Investigation Unit, uh, which I was involved in for, for some time. Hmm. And the third person is Raoul Hilberg, who is the doyen of, of Holocaust studies, as many of your listeners might know, who fostered and, and really pushed the idea of, of research and publications at the U.S. Holocaust Memorial Museum early on in the museum's uh, history. Hmm. Yeah, did, uh, many many of the people who, who think of the museum, and, and I think probably almost everybody in the United States at least knows about it, think, thinks of the museum in terms of the exhibit. But, but it actually spends a great deal of time and attention and resources supporting research into and, and teaching about the Holocaust. Um, what it, can you talk a little bit about what that what that element of the museum's mission is and, and how the Mundell Center supports it. Well, as you said, it's, it's absolutely true that most of the, of the audience consists of the people who come through the building and spend a lot of time in the permanent exhibition. However, there is a range of, of uh, uh, things the museum is doing uh, physically in the building and then, of course, in other ways, uh, publishing on the web and in print. Uh, where I am at the Jack Joseph and Morton Mandel Center for Advanced Holocaust Studies within the U.S. Holocaust Memorial Museum, we really deal with in-house research and publication projects. So this is really geared towards a a more 
unique and, a, if you like, a little narrower audience than the audience the museum tries to attract through its ex exhibition. So we are trying to, to mine the museum's archives, which are really extensive for anyone who has been here, I think will be quite impressed with the number of, of documents that we have here uh, on site, which have been gathered over many years in more than 40 countries. Uh, it's part of the museum's mission on rescuing the evidence. And this is really the basis for our project on documenting life and construction that you briefly described in your setup piece. And we are really privileged to, to be here, the, the, uh, the small group of scholars who work on this project, uh, to mine this, this material and to have it right there at our fingertips. Increasingly, however, a lot of that material that's here in the archive uh, can be accessed also online. So this is going in conjunction with digitization that many other institutions are doing. This is maybe appropriate, an appropriate time, Jürgen, to, to give your disclaimer. Yes, well, I have to say that what I say are my opinions and not the, the opinions of the U.S. Holocaust Memorial Museum. Um, so what is this series about? How did you all decide to, to, um, to work on this series, and what are your hopes for it? Well, uh, it's really an outgrowth of, of the amount of stuff, let's put it that way, uh, that the museum has collected here. It comes in, in multiple formats. So it's not only documents, uh, as we classically would understand them, written documentation from the Nazi era. Uh, there's a lot of material that we have here, by way of microfilm copies, that come from a range of archives, again, from many, many countries. Uh, the project started basically uh, in the... With the time of the emergence of the museum uh, with the Soviet Union when it was starting to disintegrate and from there has really spread into, well, most of the, the countries on the globe really as, as, as far as they have any uh, um, archival set uh, um, of documentation that might be relevant to the museum. So there was a, a, a massive collecting effort underway and it still is, so the colleagues who are working on that are still very active in many countries. It's here, it's available to, to researchers and many of our fellows. One of the programs the museum is doing here and the center specifically is, is geared toward attracting fellows. We have a competitive a fellowship program mm -hmm. and these people, of course, come here, spend several months here, do their project based often on the archival material here, you know, and then they go back, write a book, and that's it. So the idea in setting up this unit that I'm directing um, is really to produce something that these individual scholars might not be able to do because mm. it, it requires a long duration to get it done. It requires specific resources and a lot of resources, especially money in some respect, because it takes so long. And also use the opportunity that we have the material here and constantly as we sit here, we are so close. Documentation. I should mention that in addition to documenting life and destruction, the other large-scale project that we are doing here uh, uh, at, at our little uh, unit of, of applied scholars is the Encyclopedia of Camps and Ghettos, mm -hmm. uh, which is a massive undertaking, uh, has been going on for more than 15 years. So far has produced two volumes, one on, if you like, the standard classical concentration camps, and the other one on ghettos. Uh, there are six more volumes to come. It's a, it's a massive undertaking, and we're, we're still at it. So between this and the other project, this is really where we, where we spend our time. 
I was going to say, it's a staggering amount of research you all do. Um, and this is maybe one of, one of the things I was struck by in kind of reading the, the, the book we're going to talk about today is the fact that you're, you're also working in partnerships with other institutions across the globe. Right. That's, that's one of the ideas. So we're not sitting here in a bubble, if you like, uh, and, and mulling over documents. This is really meant to be uh, done in conjunction with scholars in, in this country, uh, and across the globe, um, we have contacts uh, that are quite intensive uh, to colleagues here in the U.S. And, and elsewhere. But also it comes back to the notion and to your question that you asked earlier, what, what the audience is. And, and mm-hmm. clearly uh, we are primarily trying to reach uh, um, students of the Holocaust, and that, that could be those who teach it and those who study it at, at colleges. Uh, we are not aiming primarily at high school students, so that's another kind of branch, if you like, of the museum yeah. that, that deals with that. But clearly we are also uh, we are trying to attract uh, an interested audience that, that uh, is interested in the Holocaust in general and, and in its many 